0: Mr. Dorsey, who the hell elected you and put you in charge of what the media are allowed to report and what the American people are allowed to hear? And why do you persist in behaving as a Democratic super PAC, silencing views to the contrary of your political beliefs? So Twitter finally finally relents
1: their Orwellian practice of completely censoring anything negative they can find being said about Joe Biden after being hammered by members of the Senate. Hi, welcome back to the Nerdy Merc again. Three one seven nine seven eight nerd It's three one seven nine seven eight six three seven three. I want to get back to this. So this segment began, you heard a, a clip of Ted Cruz kind of Kind of hitting uh, hitting his stride uh, and hitting the peak of his speech, you know, his lecture to Jack Dorsey, who is the CEO of Twitter. And it was it was it was not nice. This was actually the culmination of about eight minutes, almost nine minutes of video of Ted Cruz questioning the Twitter CEO, who, by the way, was looking more like a homeless man than one of the richest people in the country. I assume he's one of the richest people in the country. You know, See, or Twitter's kind of big. And, I mean, he had a long gray beard. And Oh, wait, so do I. Ah. But he had a nose ring. I do not have a nose ring. And I'm pretty sure Jack Dorsey was stoned. But that's neither here nor there. Ted Cruz just kind of laid into him and Jack Dorsey just kind of bleep, 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 bleep. He, he just had very little in the way of response. So let's, let's hear a little bit of the back and forth. Okay.
0: The three witnesses we have before this committee today collectively pose, I believe, the single greatest threat to free speech in America.
1: He is talking about Twitter, Google,
0: and Facebook. And the greatest threat we have to free and fair elections. Yesterday, I spent a considerable amount of time speaking with both Mr. Zuckerberg and Mr. Pichai. I have concerns about the behavior of both of their companies. I would note that Facebook is at the minimum at least trying to make some efforts in the direction of defending free speech. I appreciate their doing so.
1: And that's important to note because, you know, going forward, things like that might influence which social media sites that I stay on. Who knows? So I want to get to the part where he's actually going the back and forth with Jack Dorsey, but I wanted to lay out that little bit of preamble.
0: Google, I agree with the concerns that Senator Klobuchar raised. I think Google has more power than any company on the face of the planet. And the antitrust concerns are real. The impact of Google is profound. And I expect we will have continued and ongoing discussions about Google's abuse of that power and its willingness to manipulate search outcomes to influence and change election results.
1: He is, of course, absolutely correct. And as I've noted, I think in the last show, in the documentary, uh, The Social Dilemma, Google tailors search results based on location. So, for example, in, if you were to say President Trump is a, and then let Google do the autofill, you're going to get different results in central Indiana than you are if you're in South southern California or in New York City. If you were to Google climate change is, and let Google autofill, you're going to get different results based on your geographical location as well. I've tested this myself It is true. It it is 100% true. So uh, they are the antitrust laws. I assume they're talking about Section 230 of the Decency and Commerce Act. I think that's the name of it. The DCA. That sounds right. But Section 230, which offers Twitter, Google, uh, um, Facebook, Pinterest, Flickr, all all those social media sites and all all of that. They offer them immunity. As So long as they act as a platform. I've I've discussed that in a previous show. I'm not going to go into it right now because I'm really liking this, this, uh, 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 this bit with Ted Cruz and Jack Dorsey. I apologize. So far, we haven't even heard Jack Dorsey speak yet. But
0: don't worry. You're not missing much. But today, I want to focus my questioning on Mr. Dorsey and on Twitter. Because of the three players before us, I think Twitter's conduct has by far the most egregious. Mr. Dorsey, does Twitter have the ability to influence elections? No. You don't believe Twitter has any ability to influence elections? No, we are one part of a spectrum of communication channels that people have. So you're testified to this committee right now that, that, that Twitter, when it silences people, when it censors people, when it blocks political speech, that has no impact on elections?
2: People, people have choice of other communication channels with which— not if,
0: not if they don't hear information. If you don't think you have the power to influence elections, why do you block anything?
1: I would argue that that's the wrong question to ask. If you don't believe that, that Twitter has the power to influence people's opinions— or what they think, then why block anything? I think that would be a better question to ask because, yes, of course, they do have that power if they control what you do and you don't see. And remember, the New York Post, uh, they were completely banned and blocked, and they were unable. You couldn't even privately uh, DM that article. You couldn't even privately do it. That is influencing the way people see. If you control the information that people see, you are controlling the way they think. You are influencing the way they think. And if you, uh, and if you only influence 1% of the way people think across the world, you have changed the world. These people are looking on a global scale.
2: Uh, well, we have policies that are focused on making sure that more voices on the platform are possible. We see a lot of abuse and harassment, which ends up silencing people and having them leave from the platform.
1: So his argument is that by censoring content, they are trying to retain Twitter follow people that use Twitter.
0: All right, Mr. Dorsey, I find your opening questions, your opening answers absurd on their face. Let's talk about the last two weeks in particular. As you know, I have long been concerned about Twitter's pa- pattern of censoring and silencing individual Americans with whom Twitter disagrees. But two weeks ago, Twitter and to a lesser extent Facebook crossed a threshold that is fundamental in our country. Two weeks ago, Twitter made the unilateral decision to censor the New York Post in a series of two blockbuster articles, both alleging evidence of corruption against Joe Biden. The first concerning Ukraine, the second concerning communist China. And Twitter made the decision number one to prevent users, any user, from sharing those stories. And number two, you went even further and blocked the New York Post from sharing on Twitter its own reporting. Why did Twitter make the decision to censor the New York Post? Uh, we had a hack materials
2: policy um, that we. When was that policy adopted?
1: Now, in case you didn't catch it right there, Jack Dorsey said we have a hacked. Materials policy. Okay, they have a hacked materials policy. Okay, so you so if if a group like uh, uh, anonymous, if they hack some materials from the DoD, uh, you told me Twitter would not allow those documents to be shared. I find that highly dubious, especially when Twitter did not block the New York Times when they reported on. President Trump's tax returns from like 2016 or 17, where he only paid $750 in income taxes, there was some sort of um, illegality that must have occurred for that to happen. You can't just go to the IRS and say, hey, I demand to see uh, so-and-so's tax returns. That's illegal. That is private information. Now, those people can disclose their tax returns themselves if they wish, but that is private information. It is forbidden, prohibited by law from being shared by those agencies or by any uh, agents in those agencies. So tell me, how did New York Times get that material and did Twitter block it? Let's continue.
0: Uh, in 2018, I believe. In 2018, go ahead. What was, what, what was the policy?
2: So the policy is around um, limiting the spread of materials uh, that are hacked. Um, we didn't want Twitter to be a distributor for hacked materials. Um, we found that the New York Post, because it showed the direct materials, screenshots of the direct materials, and it was unclear how those were attained,
1: that's an absolute lie. They even said from where their material came. It came from a laptop that at this point it's like all but 100% confirmed was owned and and dropped off by Hunter Biden. So there's that was a lie
2: that it felt that it fell under this policy.
0: Now, so in your view, if it's unclear the source of, uh, of a document, and in this instance, the New York Post documented what it said the source was, which it said it was a, uh, a laptop owned by Hunter Biden that had been turned into a re- re- repair store. So they weren't hiding what they claimed to be the source. Is it, our, is it your position that Twitter, when you can't tell the source, blocks, blocks press stories?
2: No, not at all. Um, we, our, our team made a fast decision. Uh, The enforcement action, however, of blocking URLs, both in tweets and uh, in DM, in direct messages, we believe was incorrect.
1: They actually said it's incorrect, yet at the time of this recording, as Ted Cruz is about to point out at some point in the future here, They were still blocking the New York Post.
0: And we changed it. Today, right now, the New York Post is still blocked from tweeting two weeks later. Yes, they
2: have to log into their account, which they can do at this minute, delete the original tweet, which fell under our original enforcement actions, and they can tweet the exact same material from the exact same article and it would go through.
1: What utterly ridiculous nonsense. So at this, Jack Dorsey right here is saying that, uh, yes, they are, they are not blocked right now. They need to go log into their account, delete the original tweet, and then they can retweet it and all will be well. No, you're telling them still that they can't post their original tweet with, from their article, from their media company, from the New York Post, containing uh, their, their story. No, you're making you want them to bow down and kiss your feet, Jack Dorsey. You want them to say, to in the in the act of actually deleting their tweet and reposting it, you are claiming a small, petty victory over them, and that is utter
0: BS. So, Mr. Dorsey, your ability is you have the power to force a media outlet, and let's be clear, the New York Post isn't just some random guy tweeting the new york post has the fourth highest circulation of any newspaper in america the new york post is over 200 years old the new york post was founded by alexander hamilton and your position is that that you can sit in silicon valley and demand of the media that you can tell them what stories they can publish and you can tell the american people what reporting they can hear is that right no
2: this was this was a you know every person every account Uh, Every uh, organization that signs up to Twitter agrees to a terms of service, a terms of service. So media
0: outlets must genuflect and obey your dictates if they wish to be able to communicate with readers. Is that right? No,
2: not at all. We, you know, we, we recognize an error in this policy and specifically the.
1: Okay. This back and forth actually goes on for quite some time. And uh, if you, if you don't actually cut Ted Cruz off before he gets a full head of steam, well, good luck to you. But I would like to point out Jack Dorsey is claiming that they do not censor. Um, and later on at this point, he actually says, you know, no, we're not censoring conservative points of view or alternative points of view. Yet I've never once seen them, as I pointed out, I've never once seen them fact check stories that paint the president or his supporters in a negative light. Okay. Case in point, the tax returns that were published by the New York Times, which only illustrate one year, by the way. And I don't know. And we don't even know what all the New York Times has. And I want to get into. And speaking of the New York Times, they are officially a garbage organization. They were pretty much on their way there, but they are officially a garbage organization. Do you remember a couple of years ago when they had a a senior administration official that was whistleblowing to them from the White House? Yeah, it turns out that that their senior administration official, a senior administration official, was a gopher. You know what a gopher is? A gopher is, you know, the person that goes for the coffee or goes for this, goes for the donuts, goes for the the office lunch. That is not a senior administration official. Okay, that's Miles Taylor. Look him up, Miles Taylor. So the New York Times didn't just... The New York Times knew who Miles Taylor was. They wrote a book quoting him. And if you're going to tell me that a gopher, a coffee a coffee junkie goes and, and knows what the, the senior, cabinet administ- uh, senior cabinet officials and the vice president are doing regarding the 25th Amendment, which they claimed he did uh, regarding removing President Trump for kind of going crazy or something. They The New York Times lied to you. The New York Times is not worthy of your attention anymore. So, but uh, anyway, going on. You know, when Twitter wants to sit there and and say that, uh, you know, they're, so they're, oh yeah, Twitter didn't block that story either. No credible evidence. Um, they claim they don't consent, uh, censor conservatives, yet, again, they don't fact-check the stories that they don't like. They have no problem letting those stories fly. And I want to give you another case in point. You know, they censored and blocked the New York Post article that seemingly, credibly, and seriously implicated Joe Biden in a massive scandal where he seems to have sold access to his government position, yet they will let non-stories like the one about Rudy Giuliani fly with zero fact-checking. And if you haven't heard about this story, it's a good one. So Borat, you know, Sasha Sasha Baron Cohen or Sasha Cohen Baron, something like that. Um, he, he, he does like these clips where he pranks people and he puts them together and makes movies out of them. Well, he did one where, where Rudy Giuliani, and he was, he was straight setting him up where well, Rudy Giuliani, um, you know, who was being interviewed in a hotel room and he had one of the microphones that clips to the collar. Well, you know, those things get wired through, through your, through your shirt, through your jacket, all that stuff. And the actress that was interviewing him was, uh, that was being portrayed as a 15 year old. Well, when the interview was over, she pulled the microphone wire out of his clothing and he leaned back on the bed to tuck his shirt in. The video is very obvious in this regard. And then supposedly the guy that was filming came out and said, what are you doing? That's my daughter. And he had the uh, it was his underwear. You know, Borat even came out claiming it was a prank and harmless. Twitter didn't fact check a damn thing about that. But they're going to tell us they know what's best for us and what's best for us to know or see. Jack Dorsey is a disgusting human being who lives in his little silicone bubble and thinks he knows what is best for you and what is best for me. That is a very diseased way of thinking. Absolutely disgusting. And I'm just going to come right out and say it. Jack Dorsey just needs to go play in traffic. Just a real quick admin note. Reminder, there will not be a show this coming Wednesday as I am working the polls myself. I will be there from about 5 a.m. to 7 p.m. at East Ridge Elementary or Middle School. I forget which one. Whichever one that is. So make sure you get out and vote. Exercise your political power. And I will see you guys back here on Friday. Once again, we have reached the end of the show. I am the Nerdy Merc you can reach me at 317-978-NERD. That's 317-978-6373 or com, and by email jeff at nerdymerc.com. You can also find me at The Nerdy Merc on Facebook, YouTube, and all the podcasting sites at Nerdy Merc on Twitter and Parlor, and Nerdy Merc 79 on Instagram. If you can't tell, I like the brand. Go there, subscribe, follow me, give me a like, and tell your friends. Have a great day. Nerdy Merc out.